The best chance we have of having a good homeschool day is to plan it. This is the Homeschool Sanity Show, the episode where I will explain how to plan the day using the three R's. I'm Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschool mom and curriculum author. And this is the podcast helping you wave goodbye to worry and say hello to a happy homeschool. Hey, homeschoolers. The number one complaint I hear about planning is that it's impossible with so many interruptions, husbands, pets, kids. But my experience is that planning is essential because of the interruptions. The benefits of planning the day include having peace of mind and getting more done than you would without a plan. The three R's of daily planning are research, restrict, and reward. Let's talk first about research. This means the time that you spend gathering information about what you need and want to do. Before you can plan what you want to accomplish, you have to look at things like your calendar. Do you have a dentist appointment that you've forgotten about? There's no point planning a full day of homeschool activities when you know you're going to be out of the house for an appointment. And it's important to also check the weather. Maybe you have the weather listed right on your calendar. There is a plug-in for a digital calendar that will help you see what the weather is for the day. But if you don't, you'll, you will want to check the weather because if you have any plans that involve leaving the house, you will want to know what the weather forecast is, even if it's not accurate. So first we look at our calendar, but we don't just look at today. We want to look at previous days, probably the previous week. First, why would we want to look at the previous week of our calendar? Because you might see on your calendar, oh yes, we had a field trip last week and I have some information that will really help my homeschooling friends make the most of that field trip. I promised to give a book title or a printable to a friend of mine, and it's been so many days that if I don't do that today, I'm going to forget about it. So we look at the past week to see if there is anything that we need to take care of today or even if it's not today, that we can add it to our task list for this upcoming week so we don't forget. Of course, we also wanna look at today's appointments and commitments, but we wanna look at the next two weeks. Perhaps we have something on the calendar, maybe it's a big homeschooling event and we're responsible for a part of it, And if we don't do certain tasks related to that event today, we are going to be in trouble. We're gonna be running around and super stressed out. So we look at the past week and we look at the upcoming two weeks 
to see what it is that we need to do. So when I looked at my calendar for today in the upcoming two weeks, I see that I have a friend and a family member who are having birthdays and I wanna get cards out to them. I need to take care of that today, not on the actual day of their birthday or I will miss it, I'll be late. So that is part of the research that we do in order to plan our day. When do we do that research? That is absolutely up to you. If you have time alone in the mornings, you don't have early risers for children, you might want to plan your day in the morning. That is when I choose to plan my day. I like to have my quiet time with the Lord to read the Bible, to do some prayer, and then I like to do this research and begin planning my day. But it is also absolutely acceptable and even perhaps preferable for you if mornings are just too crazy for you and you don't have that time and attention to pay to planning the next day that you could do it in the afternoon. Perhaps your kids have some free time or they have a nap time and you could plan tomorrow's day today in the afternoon. Alternatively, I know a number of people who like to plan the next day the evening before. That is actually an excellent strategy too because as you are sleeping, you will have that fresh plan in your subconscious mind for the next day and you will be fully prepared for that day as soon as you get up. You're very unlikely to forget commitments that you have and tasks that you want to accomplish because it's just fresh in your mind from planning right before you go to sleep or or relatively close to the time that you went to sleep. Okay, so research involves using your calendar, reviewing your calendar, re- looking at the weather, but it also involves re- researching and reviewing any inboxes that you have. Well, what do I mean by inboxes? Immediately, you probably thought of your email inbox, and that is absolutely a part of it. You should look at your email inbox to see if you have any tasks associated with the emails that you have received that you haven't yet responded to. I like to respond relatively quickly to emails, uh, whether they're personal or professional. So I like to look through my emails and see if there is anything that I haven't yet responded to. It's something that requires my um, action, my help, or even just my response. So I'm gonna look at my email inbox and If you have a program like an email program, I should say, like Gmail or other programs that allow you to convert an email to a task, that would be excellent. Even if it just involves starring an email so you know that you need to take action on that task. And that is a great way to avoid inbox overwhelm. Then, 
after you have made a list of tasks that are associated with your email inbox, and you could also do this on paper. I just find it easier to use the actual email program itself so I can go directly back to the email. After you've done that, then you're going to want to review your other inboxes. So I have an inbox in my kitchen, which is where all of my snail mail goes. Any papers that I need to take action on are in this box above my computer in my kitchen. So I want to review that. Perhaps there is a form that is due today or very, very soon, and so I need to get it into the mail today, or it's an invitation that has an RSVP coming up, and I want to do that. I wanna take care of that today. So I check my email inbox, my snail mail inbox, but we have so many other inboxes, and by that I mean we have text messages. We have phone messages. We have Messenger, potentially, if you use Facebook, or you have DMs or other texts that are available to you to review for potential tasks if you use other social media programs. So people message me on Instagram, for example, and Um, I have gotten messages via WhatsApp. You might consider that just a simple text, but any of those inboxes that you have need to be reviewed for tasks. That is particularly true if you don't take action on messages immediately. If you are like me and you look at a message and you think, I will get to that later, then you need to review those as part of your research for planning your day and see if there is any action that needs to be taken today or in the near future. And all of that information needs to be added to your task list. And that is what we're gonna talk about next. The other research that you need to do is to actually review your task list. If you use a paper list, if you use a planner like the Organized Homeschool Life Planner that has a list of tasks that you want to accomplish this week, this is when you would review that. If you use a digital task list, this is also when you would review that. If you are doing a weekly planning session, and you know these are the tasks that have to be accomplished this week, and so I don't have to look at the entire list of things that I want to accomplish, so much the better, because you will save time by reviewing what actually has to be done today. Perhaps you have already planned some tasks to be accomplished today, but now that you've reviewed your calendar and the weather and your inboxes, for tasks, you realize you can't do some of those tasks today. There's just no possible way. In that case, you can put some of those tasks off and plan them for another day. One of the things that I really like to do with my email inbox is if I have something, an email that prompts me to do a task, but I don't want to or am unable to deal with it right now, besides adding it to a task list and perhaps dating it, I like to snooze it. 
So I can choose a particular day using my Gmail application to have that email reappear at the top of my inbox. I can even set a particular time for it to come into my email inbox. And you might decide that is what I want to do in order to keep today manageable or tomorrow if you're planning for it the next day. Okay, so that is research. The next step, the next R of the three R's of planning your homeschool day is to restrict. That is not as fun. (laughs) Uh, It's not as fun to restrict or to limit what you want to accomplish today or what you plan to accomplish today, I should say. What I realized is that I approached planning, whether I was planning a day or a week or a month with this wishful, magical thinking that somehow, even though I've never done it, I was going to accomplish 25 to 30 tasks, or I was going to accomplish 12 hours of work (laughs) in a regular school day. And so we want to not be wishful and have magical thinking about our day, because if we go with that, we're going to be disappointed. We're going to be hard on ourselves. We're going to be thinking that we're lazy when the problem is really that we just haven't restricted the number of tasks that we can do today to a reasonable amount. So how can we restrict our tasks? This can be very, very challenging because it can feel like every single thing needs to be done. First, we want to look at the urgent tasks So if something absolutely needs to be done today, and by urgent, I mean it is so important that you would stay up until midnight to complete that task. It is an urgent task that really does need to be done today. Then that task should remain on your plan for today. Likewise, if you have a very important task, if it's urgent, then of course, it's going to get on your list for today. Urgent and important tasks will, but an important task should also stay on your plan for the day, even if it's not really urgent. And here's what I mean by that. If you have a goal, or a habit that you are working on, then that is very, very important to you. And no, doing it today isn't urgent, but it's so important that you begin working on it, that you keep working on it, that you are consistent in it, that it should stay on your list for today. Okay, so urgent, And especially urgent, important tasks should stay on your plan for today, but even some of those important tasks and habits should stay on your plan for today, even if they're not particularly urgent, okay? The next thing that we wanna do to restrict is consider our commitments. If we have committed to do something, that, in my opinion, should take priority over 
other tasks that we haven't really made a commitment to do. So that would include commitments that you've made to yourself. What we just talked about before, those habits, those long-term projects that you want to make progress on, that is a commitment that you've made to yourself. But if you've made a commitment to someone else, that is just as, if not more, important and it belongs on your task list because if we don't keep our commitments to other people, if we say, I will get that to you tomorrow, and then we don't, and we do that enough times, it's not just the people in our lives who start to not trust and respect us, but we don't trust and respect ourselves. So if we have made a commitment to do something, especially by this date, then that should remain on our plan for the day. And then with respect to that, the thing that I like to do based on previous research of how I am productive is I like to limit the number of tasks on my list to three and three. Three priority tasks, so those would be the urgent and important tasks, and then three other tasks. So the three other tasks might be things like, I want to uh, get to the library today because I'm going on a trip and I want to pick up some good books to take with me. That would be another tasks, not necessarily a priority because I have other books that I could take but I want it to be one of the three other tasks that I am going to plan for, for today. Okay, so a total of six tasks. Does that mean that you can't do any more than that? Absolutely not. One of the ways that I am able to accomplish more than three three. Um, priority tasks and three other tasks is I will consolidate. So instead of saying pay this bill as one task, I might have pay bills as one all-encompassing task, if that makes sense to you. Okay, so we look at urgent and important. We look at our commitments and we try to limit our tasks to three and three. And then finally, we want to plan unscheduled time. If I take my day and every 30 minutes is planned, then I am in trouble when the dog is running the neighborhood and I have to try to catch her, or if my washing machine starts leaking water, (laughs) Uh, any other kinds of unexpected interruptions happen in my day. I am going to be disappointed at the very least and probably stressed out because I cannot even approximate my plan for the day. So we want to have unscheduled time in our plan for the day. And the key, and this is very difficult for me, is to not intentionally not plan on using that time for anything unless it becomes obvious that I have to. So here's what I mean by that. I don't want to say, you know what, Uh, this experiment is taking a lot longer than I thought it was going to take. So let's just 
Let's just be done for right now and we will finish it up during our unscheduled time. (laughs) That is not how we wanna use our unscheduled time. We wanna keep it like a walk-in appointment, like a hairdresser or a manicurist would use. And we don't wanna plan on getting our regular work done just because we don't feel like doing it during that unscheduled time. I suggest having as much of as an hour toward the end of your day as unscheduled time. And that is the perfect place to deal with things that you really needed to do, really wanted to do, but you were interrupted and weren't able to get them done. Okay, so those are the two R's we've covered so far of the three, research and restrict. Next, reward. Most of the time, and I learned this from Demir Bentley, who is a productivity author, most of the time we avoid planning because it is just so anxiety provoking. (laughs) We see very clearly how much we need to get done and how little time there is to do it. And so we don't even want to plan. We just want to la 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 (laughs) and continue in our wishful thinking, believing that somehow magically everything will get done. And we don't we don't want to plan, we don't want to do the research, we don't want to restrict, absolutely. And so the key to planning our homeschool day effectively is to make the planning process itself rewarding. Again, this is a concept that Demir taught me through his course and also his book that I will link to in the show notes. So we want to make planning rewarding. And there are multiple ways of doing that. It can be uh, going somewhere that you really, really enjoy, like a coffee shop or the library to plan your day. It could be having a special, very comfortable place in your house to plan your day. That is what I choose to do. You can have your favorite beverage. You can have your favorite blanket. You can get your dog at your feet. That's what I like to do. But whatever it is, you could play instrumental music and have that in the background as you are planning. You can plan with someone else. You can have your spouse with you as you are planning. But whatever it is, it should be rewarding so that you look forward to the process. And eventually what will happen is that planning becomes its own reward apart from the other things that you do to make it pleasant because it gives you such peace of mind, a relief feeling like I see how I'm going to get these most important tasks done. So what can we do to start the planning process and make it rewarding. The first thing you should do is choose a small piece of the planning process to start that is rewarding. So for example, what I do that really gets me in motion to start planning is I look at my page a day quote calendar. There's always something very inspiring on that. And then I will read 
a scripture card that is also inspiring to me. And it is the first action that sets in motion my planning process. So it's just something very small, but it's a habit. I do it every single time. And once I start it, I feel like the rest of the planning process becomes automatic. So choose a small task like that to start your planning process. And then you also want to choose a small, pleasant task to start each of your work blocks. So for example, when I started my morning homeschooling block, I loved praying with my kids. Doing that, starting with prayer, was the small, pleasant task that helped push me forward into that homeschooling block in the morning. So think of something that you like, you enjoy doing it. And of course, if your kids enjoy it, so much the better. But choose a small task to start each of your time blocks, whether that's a morning block, afternoon block, or an evening block. And it will help propel you through the rest of that time block. Next, you want to make the work itself rewarding. And that is going to be different for every one of us. So for example, when it is time for me to start my evening routine of making dinner, I like to put on a funny television show that I've already seen so I don't have to sit and focus on it because I've already seen these episodes, but they make me laugh. And having that television on as I am making dinner makes the work of cooking more rewarding for me. You can figure out what would make each of your work sessions, whether you're teaching something or doing chores, make them more rewarding for you and your kids. I mean, there are so many different things that we can do from having a music playlist like I used to have when we would do our chores together to doing something as a group, inviting friends of yours to participate in particular projects. I think this is how I was able to teach my kids science because I didn't enjoy doing those experiments. So we invited homeschool friends to come in and my friend actually led the science labs in my homeschool and I taught language arts to her kids. So it made it rewarding. I love teaching language arts. So that is how I made that particular part of our homeschooling rewarding for us. You can figure out what will work for you. It could be as simple as going outside to do particular lessons or types of work that you're doing or going to a different part of your house or using a different format, listening to something on audiobook, watching videos, taking a class. Those kinds of things can make particular work that you don't necessarily enjoy more rewarding. And then finally, you can plan a reward for the end of a block or the end of a day. So when I finish a block of writing on what is my 
high school grammar curriculum that I have been writing, I give myself the reward of chatting with my friends online for just a few minutes. And I am encouraging myself to continue writing and getting that work done. So plan a simple little reward that will motivate you or your kids to finish a time block or as a reward for completing a homeschool day. So I like to play Wordle and Contexto. Those are both word games that are that come up every day, a new game every day. And I use those as rewards for myself for work well done. So you can come up with any number of things. My only suggestion to you would be to choose a reward that doesn't get you so (laughs) involved that you can't go back to your homeschool day if it's not done. So in other words, instead of watching a three-hour movie as a reward after your morning time block, you're going to want to choose something a little smaller so that you can get back to work. Planning our homeschool days is the best chance we have of having a good homeschooling day. When we plan using the three R's of research, restrict, and reward, we can enjoy more peace of mind and the good feeling that we have when we get more of what we planned done. There's certainly no guarantee that we're going to be able to follow the plan, but the odds are good that you will have an excellent, productive homeschooling day. If you are interested in the Organized Homeschool Life Planner, you will have prompts to do the three R's as you go through the planning process. You will be prompted to research every week. You will be prompted to restrict your tasks to just three priorities and three other tasks. And you will even be prompted to choose a reward for yourself for having an excellent productive homeschooling day. To find the resources mentioned in this episode, go to the show notes at homeschoolsanity.com slash plan day. Have a happy homeschool week. Thank you for joining me on the journey to homeschool sanity. I would love to continue the conversation. You can find me on social media at homeschool sanity. And if you haven't heard it lately, let me remind you, you're doing a great job. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.